So the, um, the vicar's report uh, and talk, you have the reports here and I am not going to read out my report uh, because it's there for you to read. Uh, there's plenty of it because lots happened. So please do read that. But I'd like to start kind of bigger and wider than our church and land in the detail of our church in just a few short minutes. I feel like wherever I look around, I see more enforced division. So when, you know, you have an APCM in the week when we're all talking about the B word, um, which I'm going to try not to mention by word, but um, we're talking about where our nation is going to go. And this isn't the place to get political. But the thing that I have noticed in all kinds of walks of life is that we're trying to divide or we're being divided into groups. Here are the Remainers. Here are, I don't know, the left, the right. And actually, when you talk to people, when you talk to different groups of people, within a group of people who get a label, there is a whole spectrum of opinion. However many people marched on London yesterday, they didn't have a hive mind. They all thought different things. However many people go on the next march to say the opposite thing will be a range of views. And as a church, whether we're talking about St. John's, our wider Westwood family, or we're talking about the Church of England or the Church in the Diocese of Coventry or the Church of God in the UK, there is a spectrum of opinion. There always is. And yet we're put into factions because people want us to fight one another. And not people. The enemy always seeks to bring discord, disagreement. And when you put someone in a box, when you label them, it is far more easy to hate them. It's far more easy to say terrible things about them. And this I have seen on every wing. Within the Church of England, there are many debates going on about who and how we are going to be in the future. Many of those around human sexuality, but most of them about what do we believe about the Bible. In the church in the UK, there's a whole load of questions about how do we do this church thing. The decline in church numbers is bottoming out and is starting to turn. People are coming to faith in our nation. And I believe that when we're in this situation of all kinds of difficulty, people begin to ask questions. And that is where the people of God get to stand up and speak. And we get to stand up and speak not by living in our factions and shouting at people who disagree with us, but by being a people of love. When Christians argue with one another, I see them quote the same chapters of, of John's Gospel. If you look at John from kind of 14, 15, 16, it's the stuff that Jesus said to his disciples before his death. And he, said, he says, if you love me, obey my commands. Really early on in that kind of long talk. And at the end of it, he says, my command is that you love one another. 
And on one hand, you can hear people say, it's about sticking to the commands. And then you say, other people say, no, it's not. It's about love. It's nothing, commands don't matter anymore. It's just about love. And again, it's like, it's both. And I was going to talk from that passage, but as we were praying this morning, God led me to a different passage that I think is his word to us as a church. Ephesians 4 starting at verse 11. So Jesus Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. I'd like to say shepherds rather than pastors, because pastors makes us think of church leaders, and really it's about people who are pastoring others. So Christ, gave himself the, so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Jesus Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed to and fro by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. I want to be part of a united church. I want to be part of a church that says, I can disagree with you, and love you just as much as the person I agree with. And we do that well here. But we can do it even better. We don't want to be infants tossed to and fro. We want to be a people speaking the truth in love. Some of us are given to speaking truth, and that comes easily to us. Some of us are given to being loving, and that comes easily to us. But very few people do both perfectly well. And we get to be those who do both. And the truth of God's word, I believe, is unchanging. But the love with which we speak it is as important as the word that is there. And together, we need one another. This is not a church where you sit there and the staff do all the work for you. If you look at how our staffing has changed, you could ask the question... We've got more admin staff and less ministry staff. Why? Why? I thought we were about mission and discipleship. The reason that we've spent more on people doing that stuff in the centre is to release everybody else. The treasurer's job is not being the kind of financial controller of the church anymore. The treasurer's job is checking up that the person who's paid to do it does it right and asking the bigger spiritual questions about how we spend our money and keeping a check and a balance. The admin people do the jobs that other people used to volunteer to do so that we can have an entirely scalable church. We've planted out to St Stephen's, and the admin staff now make sure that St Stephen's can be run by Sarah, who is half of her time training to be a vicar and half of her time leading a church. Nobody else does that. There isn't another trainee ordinand in the Church of England who is also leading a church, as far as I'm aware. 
I mean, Sarah is pretty wonderful. (laughs) That's part of it. But also it's about the fact that she's resourced to do that. And I believe that God's call on us in a church is that everything we do is scalable and buildable. Every missional community can grow and multiply. Every meeting like this, every base, every um, Sunday expression of church can be planted out into a new space. Every two and three, the way that we are disciples together and we are um, uh, keeping each other accountable can be multiplied. Everything we do is about you being empowered to be disciples of Jesus who can reach other people and share the life of Jesus with them. That we are a mature church. Each of you has a gift or five. Each of you is an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a shepherd, in some order. Mine actually go in that order. My main gift is apostolic. Apostolic is about starting new things, getting things going, being the one who instigates. The prophets, the ones who are about justice and what is God saying and doing, who lead us closer to God's heart. The evangelists who want to be out there, they don't want to be in here, they want to tell everyone about Jesus. They're the recruiters, that actually they're also the ones who help us think about what is the message that we're giving. The shepherds, those who care for people, but it isn't just about putting an arm around and patting them on the back, it's the truth in love. It's about saying, hey, you're in a mess, I'm going to help you out of the hole, but I'm going to explain to you how you got there so you don't do it again. And the teachers who want to lead us deeper into the knowledge of God's word. God's word, the Bible, but God's word, Jesus, who want to lead us into relationship. And I, I really feel like 2019 is a year for us as a wider church to go slow and steady, to be built up into who God is calling us to be, to know our gifts, to know who we are, to be confident in that. I have a feeling that 2020 will be a year where we see some people saved. I have no proof for that. I have a a godly hunch that next year we'll be much more outwardly focused and 2020 might be a year of growth across the city, not just in our church, but across the churches. I just have a hunch. But profit's not my top gift, so we'll see. But each of us gets to grow in our gifts, to keep doing the work, but to be prepared for what God wants to do through us. When those moves of God come, that's up to him. We get to be faithful in the big and the small things. So what I want to say to you is, as as I finish and as our report on the year um, kind of ends, is that we've done some building work. We've done some building of a core staff team. We've done some preparation, some thinking about how could we grow as a church. We've started to set the things in place so that everything can multiply. But it's all set up for you and me. It's all set up for us to go out and be the disciples of Jesus who make a difference. I can come up, and in June I'll be sharing vision across the churches, and I can come up with the coolest, whizziest, most amazing vision in the world. But on my own, I cannot make it happen. With the staff team, we can't make it happen. The only way that the church stands up and does what it's supposed to be is by the church standing up and being who it's supposed to be. That's all of us stepping out, opening our hearts, opening our mouths, wherever we are, and speaking the truth in love. 
of saying, I don't know. I don't know the answer to Brexit. There, I said it. I don't know all the answers to all the questions, but I know somebody who does. And let me tell you my story. Let me point you to one who can help you in any and all circumstances, because Jesus is the answer. Full stop. And the whole point of us and those of us who work here and the money that we put in and all the stuff that we organise is that all of us get to go and build God's church and we're resourced in doing that. The local church is the answer to the world's problems. If I didn't believe that, I'd go and do a different job. The local church is the answer to all the world's problems. The people of God, revealing God, putting him on display, inviting heaven down to earth, and transforming the world person by person by person. That's what we're about. That's who we are. And that's the vision going forwards.